Summer break is just around the corner, and I know that this can be an extremely stressful but exciting time of year. Inside of today's episode, I'm going to be giving you really, really helpful things to think about, 10 things specifically for you to consider when you're sitting down to plan out your summer. Oh, wait. You mean you're supposed to plan out your summer? (laughs) Yeah, you are. This episode really is going to help you so that you can go into summer feeling a little bit or a lot of bit confident when you have your kids home all summer long with you and you're trying to figure out not only how to keep them happy and entertained, but also find a little bit of time for you to be able to work. I'm also going to be sharing what I'm doing this summer with my kids and how I am making it work as I juggle a full-blown business, brand new house, and kids home all summer long. What do you say? Let's dive into today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. One of the things that I love so much about summer for me and our home is that we really do get to let loose of a lot of things. The ability to not have to go and do a thousand million trillion things is such a relief for us. I feel so much more free. I feel so much more capable of really pouring into myself and my home and my family and even my business in certain ways. My own growth comes to life in the summer. Now, this might not be the feeling that you're walking into summer with, but if you are one of those families where it really feels good to not have a thousand things to do, I would highly consider using this summer as a time and a space for you to increase your growth. If you're thinking about summer being a mild, fun, adventurous, spontaneous time of year, you should really, really, really come over inside of Systemize Your Life and start learning so that when fall ramps back up and you're really thrown into the fire with kids needing to go a million places, you're 100% prepped and ready to go with every system that you could ever need inside of your home. If you're eager to get a home management system in place, you absolutely can snag mine. If you want to check out more about my home management system and how you can put it in place in your home and learn all of the pieces this summer, go over to chelseajoe.co backslash S-Y-L for more details. Now, let's talk about what you actually are going to be dealing with this summer for sure. We know that for a lot of us, showing up to our job when we don't have the kids gone for six or seven hours is is new. It's a lot. And even if, even if it's only five hours, even if you're homeschooling and now all of a sudden you don't have homeschool and now you got to keep the kids entertained, there's a shift for sure. There is a differentiation between what we're doing in the summer and what we're doing in 
the fall and the winter and the spring with our kids being really dedicated to their schoolwork and their, their school activities before and after school activities. And we've seen a lot of kind of activity and conversation about this over inside of my Facebook group, the after party for the podcast. And I wanted to just make sure that we touched on this. This is something that I had to learn to tackle, um, pretty early on because I've just always worked. I've always worked. Um, I've never just been able to throw my entire, you know, two months of summer at my kids. I feel like I'm always throwing my time at my family and taking care of my kids, but I've always been working at, at the exact same time in either it was corporate or working for myself in my own company. So after 11 years of navigating this at this point, I've figured out some things that are really, really important to consider, and I've put together a list of 10 of them. I am going to share with you at the end of this episode what we are doing here in our family and how I came to that conclusion after many years of practicing what has worked really well for us and for our family. So as I go through these 10 things, all of these should apply to you and should, in my opinion, be things that you are thinking about. So grab that pen and paper, write numbers one through 10, and then I want you to put a big star next to the things that you're like, oh shoot, like that is important, or I've never thought of that before. And then just go ahead and put a check mark next to the things that you feel like you have already considered or you've already implemented, or you've already discussed, you know, with your kids or with your husband. So here's the first thing. <laughs> The number one thing that you need to consider are when are you going on vacation? This is a huge thing. Like, when are you going on vacation? When are you doing that? There's probably about two months, somewhere average two months of your time that you have now open and available where kids can come and go and do as they please. So just know when your vacations are going to be. If you don't, like, honestly, we don't really have much on the books for vacations. It's not our family's style to jam pack our summers with a million things because the rest of the year is jam packed and we want to spend quality time together, not on, you know, a strict calendar. We really look forward to that in the summer to just be super chill. Like summer's so fun. We swim our lives away and it's hotter than tar outside. (laughs) You know, like it's just a really fun time for us. And so we don't sit down and say, Oh, every single weekend we have this going on. That's not really our vibe. And it's okay if it is yours or if you're somewhere in between, it's just important to know when your vacations are going to be. Number two, how many hours a week do you need to work? These are not in order, by the way, these are just like how my brain was like, okay, here's all the things. So they're definitely not in order, but I mean, maybe kind of, right? These are the things that I think about and how they came out. Uh, I did kind of mix some of them up as I went. So just take it with a grain of salt, the order that these are coming in. But it is probably the number one thing that I would say you do really need to know is how many hours a week do you need to work? If you don't know how many hours you need and like, it's just like, well, I don't really know what I need. I know what I want or maybe I don't. I have no idea. Then you absolutely are the number one candidate for Systemize Your Biz, which If you come in to systemize your life as a VIP student, you get systemize your biz for free, which is just absolutely incredible. You want to make sure that you go over and snag that while that is still being offered because that will not always be offered. So if you're like, I have no idea, I don't have systems in either of them, 
please consider taking me up on this offer over the summer. It's such a fabulous time. Everyone's always like, oh no, I can't learn during the summer because my kids are home 24 seven. And you know, touche, maybe possibly you might be super in the trenches and not have any systems in place. But for me, I'm just like, let's rip off the bandaid. Let's figure this out. And I think that this episode may help you because what we're really talking about here is how to navigate your kids being home 24 seven and you trying to get other things done. So um, definitely know how many hours a week you need to work. That number is going to be so telling for you. It's going to help your anxiety. It's going to help you in so many ways. So definitely figure out what that number is. Number three, huge question here. Do your kids like to be busy or do they like to lay low? I, we had this conversation with our kids. I gave them every summer camp option under the sun. I gave them all the things and they were like, I just want to stay home. I'm like, okay, great. That's totally fine. You know, when I, when I asked them, what do you want to do? They were like, they gave me a thousand things that they want to do. They want to stay in their pajamas. They want to stay home. They have things that they want to play with. I'm like, that's awesome. That's amazing. Super cool. So you just need to know what it is that your kids really want. Cause the last thing you want to do is be fighting with your kids all summer because you overplanned or underplanned for them. Number four, let's really consider this summer what your morning routine and nighttime routines need to be. What is the realistic expectation for lights out and for when they need to be getting up? You may be the family that's like, I'm going to let my kids sleep in every single morning. I could care less what time they wake up. They can all wake up naturally. And you might be the family that's like, we need to have some serious like boundaries in place, or we will have people waking up at 5 a.m. and 11 (laughs) a.m. Like We need to have some kind of like finger on the pulse and rein in our day a little bit and navigate this with, you know, a little bit of care and a little bit of caution. So these are great questions to ask yourself and something to decide on before you just get thrown into it and the kids feel like they're in control and you're not. Okay, number five, let's talk time blocks. When you are considering how you're going to be planning your summer, you really do need to know that your time blocks in the summer are going to have to change. They can't stay the same. It's not possible. Your time blocks have to change in the summer. What are they going to be? That's what you need to sit down and figure out. What are your time blocks going to look like this summer? And we're going to circle back to number two real quick and say, this highly depends on how many hours a week you need to work, right? That has to be taken into consideration when you're planning out your work blocks and you might have to get creative on where there's are, those are going to fit, but you don't know where to put those if you don't know how much time you need. And we're, we're looking at bare minimum over the summer. We're looking at bare minimum for your time blocks for when you need independent time, time without your kids, because your kids are going to be home a lot more. So really sit down and map out, okay, this is how much time I need to be alone. And maybe you don't have a beautiful morning routine for yourself. You don't have a beautiful morning routine block or nighttime routine block for you because you're putting your work block in there so you can spend most of your time with your kids. Get really creative with this. There's no right or wrong answer. Use my five block method. Just adjust when and what your time blocks are going to be. Number six, when can you fit in consistent work blocks? So we just talked about time blocking. 
But what you really need to highly consider if you are a work from home mom, if you're trying to start a business, maintain a business, grow a business, show up to your job that you have to do, whether or not you work for yourself or someone else, what you really want to sit down and consider as you plan out your summer is consistency. It's it's one thing to be like, oh yeah, I need 10 hours and so I'm just going to figure it out. That causes a lot of stress on you. Stress that is going to bleed over into the joy and the fun that you want to be having with your kids in the summer. And so finding consistent time really, and I'll talk about how I'm able to find some consistent time in my schedule at the end of this episode, but that's really going to be the kicker for you is sitting down to those time locks with that number and saying, okay, for example, I need 10 hours. Cool. That's two hours, five times a week. I can squeak that in an hour in the morning and an hour at night. Boom, done. If I get more, great. If not, my bare minimums are met and that's it, right? And moving on. Those are just really, really important points for you to consider. Okay, now let's look at number seven. It is very similar, but now let's look at how to create consistency for your kids. Let's look at how you can create consistency when you're not in that work block. How are you going to create consistency when there's nothing holding you to a specific time and place to show up, like getting your kids to school. Now we're talking like we've got freedom at our fingertips. Now it's like, okay, if I let my kids just run ragged in two weeks, that's going to be old. They're going to be bored. I'm going to be crazy. They're going to have eaten every single piece of food, morsel, crumb, literal cracker that we've had in here for 12 years. Everything will be eaten in T minus six hours. After I get home from the grocery store every single time, the the games, the video games, the the phone, the screen time, it's going to be insane. Like that is what you are about to run into if you don't have some type of consistency and expectations communicated to them. So when I say, how can you create consistency? This really does come down to what are your expectations and have you communicated it to them? Because yeah, it's cool. You can wake up at whatever time you want. That's fantastic. But then what happens after that? Okay, great. There's got to be something that anchors you through every single day during your summer. And that is a hundred percent dependent upon how old your kids are, And again, whether or not they like to do a million things and they need that stimulation, whether or not you live in a townhouse in the middle of the city or you live on, you know, 15 acres on a farm, like your kids can go out and run and play on your property. My kids can't, right? This is so dependent upon what your actual life looks like, but you have to be the one that's in charge of creating that consistency. So Once you've gotten through all of these suggestions and you've looked at all of this, you're going to be able to see, oh, okay, I know that consistency for us is five o'clock dinner. I don't care that it's summer. We're still having dinner at five o'clock most nights of the week. Whatever this looks like for you, maybe your consistency is bedtime. Maybe your consistency is no screen time until after 2 p.m. I don't know. Get creative, figure out something that works for your family. And you might not know that right away, but you're going to sit down and say, hey, this is the goal. This is what we're working with. We are going to see how it goes this week. And then we'll 
you know, sit down and talk about it. If your kids are super little and they're new to this whole summer thing, you've got first and second graders, they're still able to have these conversations with you. I've got a kindergartner that's going into first grade. She's very capable of having these conversations with me. Um, You just need to make sure that you keep it age appropriate, right? Speaking of age appropriate, number eight is consider setting up a game or toy rotation. This is bliss. If you can, with the time that you have left before your kids come out of school and go into summer break, and you can even do it after summer break has started, I highly, highly, highly recommend if your kids are into screen time and that's something that you allow for them, let's just talk electronics for a minute. There is a way to deprive access and limit access to all things so that you can slowly drip and release that to them over the summer. Go in and take all of the video games out and give them one and say, all right, you've got X amount of hours this week. And then next week, you're going to get a different one. And if they're like, no, I'm like, oh, sorry, right? Whatever sounds appropriate to you for their habits. And you can do it with apps. I highly recommend really limiting screen time as always, but even more so in the summer. And I'm going to tell you why in number 10. But let's also talk about non-tech related things. And that's just like all across the board. Take that and run with that with whatever it is that your kids are into as far as electronics are concerned. Make things less accessible to them, whether it's what they're actually doing or the time of day that they're allowed to do it, really consider rotating those things in so that they don't have a hundred percent access to it right in the beginning. And then they're bored with it in just a few days or a few weeks, because you got a long summer up ahead. Toy rotation. This is a blissful thing to do. If you have little kiddos at home all the time, because they're not in school yet, I 100% recommend this, but in the summer, whenever they are home, you absolutely should have certain toys off of the shelf or in a different room, put them somewhere else. And then in their play area, give them certain toys. Don't have all of the coloring books out. Don't have all of the art supplies out. Rotate their books like there's so many different fun ways to make the the activities and the toys that you have in your life and in your house right now so much more enticing for them. Like we just, and I'm seeing this now because we've moved and I've had to get really creative. It's different. I'm having to set things up differently and it's given me a different perspective. But some of the really fun things that we have implemented now is looking at What are they really into? What is their natural inclination for independent free play? And and start there. So for my girls, it's definitely crafting. And I've also seen an uptick in reading. And so I created a library in the house. And so now it's a really fun thing to say, hey, we're going to go to the library. And they're like, go to the library. And I'm like, yeah. And then we go to this space in our house where we have everyone's books together And it's causing them to sit and really want to scroll through their books as if they were in a library. Instead of just having their books in their own nook, in their own rooms, I found that to be 
less communal for them and it didn't entice them as much. Now that it's all in this centralized space, they're looking at other people's books and it's encouraging them to read. So that's been really fun. And then taking things that I know that my girls were really into with crafting that I used to have off limits to them and pulling that out, making that available to them, but making it available to them in a way where I have full control over, I have all of these kits prepared for them for summer. And so I know all I have to do is just grab one kit for the week and be like, here you go. And that's something that they can work on for that, for that week. I honestly, you can go buy these kits from Walmart, but we had so much stuff laying around that it was like, oh, this will be really fun. Like rock painting and just like my mom does these really fun things with her students called maker's space where she just like puts a bunch of stuff out and they have to go get creative and make something with it. And so we've set up all kinds of things like that for the kids this summer. And I'm really, really excited to see, you know, how their creativity soars now that it is accessible to them. And then after they get in there and they start using it a little bit and they get bored with it, I'm going to switch it out with something different. You can do this in any way, shape, or form with the things that your kids already have by taking the monstrosity of stuff, pulling out half of it, and waiting every two weeks and switching them out. Number nine is really fun. Maybe you could consider this summer allowing your kids to set summer goals. Maybe they could work to earn money. Maybe they could, if it's money or not, Maybe they could have a goal for something that they want to accomplish or you want to accomplish together and they could earn something specific. They could have specific things that are not chore related. Maybe it's hours that they've read. One of my favorite things to do and that I've heard and learned from other parent mentors is literally paying your children to read certain books that you know they would never read as they get older. And this is such a fun idea to get them to branch out of the reading that they're already doing, especially if they're working for something really specific, like if they're trying to save money for something, like we really want our kids to read books about real estate and they make age appropriate books about real estate for the kids. But is it something that Frankie's like super into? Probably not. So it's like, okay, look, hey, you could earn you know, $1 or maybe it's $10. Who knows where your family's at and how old your kids are and what's appropriate for them. But for every chapter you read or for the whole book, right? So set some kind of goal or ask them like, hey, what sounds fun for you? What do you want to accomplish this summer? It could be organizational. It could be a huge project. It could be a number of play dates. Who knows what they have on their hearts? Maybe it's a certain amount of time that they want to swim or a new sport or skill that they want to learn. And that can really encourage them. Please, please, please just make sure that it's not related to tech. It's not related to screens. Allow your children to experience life the way that we used to. Allow your kids to experience what it's like to see the world, to see what they have been given in their own space, in their own community, in their own family without screens. I highly, highly, highly encourage you to actually turn off your Wi-Fi for hours a day, hours and hours and hours and hours a day. You have an app. Almost every single internet provider now comes with an app and you can turn your Wi-Fi off And you know what? Even if it doesn't come with an app, you can just unplug the darn thing. Have your kids set goals for things this summer 
that they can feel really accomplished and have a lot of pride in. And maybe those things could be tied to screens for your family, but it's just a little token and a little note for you to think about. Maybe consider it not being easy for you. I know screens can really give us that babysitter that we really want and that we look forward to, but I promise you after just a few days, everyone will get used to it. Delete YouTube. First and foremost, delete TikTok and delete YouTube and delete Instagram from your phones and from theirs, from your televisions, from their computers. Just don't give them access because let's look at number 10. The one thing that I really want you to consider this summer is to let your kids be bored. I highly encourage you to let your children be bored. Truly sit down with yourself every day and say, I'm ready to listen to whining. I'm, let, I'm ready to let them not know what to do with themselves. I'm ready to let them break their addictions. I'm ready to be patient when they're fussy. I'm ready to set boundaries that I know are healthy for my kids. Let your children be bored. Don't solve all of their problems. Don't constantly entertain them. I'm telling you, your, your kids are so creative and you won't let them be creative. You're missing it. They are missing it. So maybe this is the first thing that you should consider and I should have talked about it first, but I really do highly encourage you to take number 10 pretty seriously and let your kids be bored this summer. Okay. Now, a quick little tidbit for you and what we are doing this summer because I promised it. I sat down and I figured out how many hours a week I want to work and I also considered what it would be like for me to stay up late in the evenings to try and get that work done or to wake up really early in the morning to try and get that work done. And all things considered without making this another podcast episode in and of itself, I am actually hiring someone in my family. I'm hiring my niece to come and hang out with my kiddos for a few hours a week. And then I contacted other family members, grandmas, etc. And I literally just pawned off one day a week. This is something that I have dabbled with before and it works out really well. When you have one person doing the whole entire summer, it gets to be a lot. But if you can kind of carpool this, right, and you can rotate your kids through family members, it becomes incredibly helpful. And you may even just consider swapping other families in the neighborhood so that if you get five families on board, you only have kids one day a week. If you don't have family in the area, this can be really fun. Um, use the resources that you have available. So that is what we are doing. I am also sticking to my workout routine for summer, but I'm going to try and bring my kids as much as I can. So we also obviously have planned a couple vacations, but they're, they're not huge. They're not massive. They're not a lot. We just got a brand new home and we want to enjoy it. So we are doing a really lay low, hanging out, going to soak up all the time that we have to just sleep in and to watch movies and have popcorn and to smell like sunscreen 24 seven and to go swimming a lot. But the biggest obstacle for me was, you know, I don't, 
so much have to sit down and be like, oh, what are my time blocks going to look like anymore? Because we have such a well-oiled machine here. It's just, it's just the way that we live. It really just is the way that we live. It's not really anything to think about. And so there will be a rhythm here where we will absolutely not have screen time at certain times of the day. And then as a special treat, and I will reserve it in my back pocket for the days when I need it because I'm having a hard time or I didn't get enough sleep or maybe I just wasn't as disciplined as I needed to be and I stayed up late when I shouldn't have and I'm tired and I'm cranky and I need I need the extra screen time for my kids that day. I'm I'm there. I am that human. I am that person and I do that. But for the most part, I know for a fact that we are we're going to have a really fantastic time this summer and I'm going to be able to count on a set number of hours every week where I can unplug for my family, unplug for my house, unplug for my kids, pour myself into my work. And then because I have systems in my business, I know that I'm going to be able to execute and complete everything that I need to get done, close my laptop and go hit my family and my home management systems super hard and pour into them and have a fantastic time. I have really put the work in on the back ends to make sure that this space that my kids are living in is a space that they are excited to navigate this summer. They don't want to go anywhere. They don't want to go to summer camps. Like we really hashed it out and they don't want to do that. So that is not a part of our plan, but it might be a part of yours. And and that is for you to decide. I would love to know what your summer plans end up being. So with that being said, go forth and make summer plans. Take all 10 of these things into consideration. And then if you really are feeling froggy, come over inside of our free Facebook group. You can just go to Facebook and type in systemize your life and share what your summer plans are going to be. I know it would inspire so many other moms and you probably could get some great ideas from them as well. All right. Thanks for hanging out with me here. I'll meet you back real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.